Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun one today, guys. So um, I brought a, uh, an owner of a company on that I ran into at uh, one of the, the sanctioned events last year, a company called uh, The Chesty. So we've got Nicole with us, who is the, the owner, Biscuity, last name. Got it right, didn't I? You did it. Got it right. I'm so Good proud job. of myself. I almost butchered it real quick there. <laughs> I'm uh, proud of you. Yeah. So Nicole, I'm not sure I even told you this, Nicole, but um, so last year I was at the Mid-Atlantic uh, CrossFit uh, Challenge and we were in the vendor village and it was kind of a weird little vendor village, to be honest. It was like really small, like kind of intimate. Um, yeah. You know, they were trapped with having to use the food at the venue. So they're serving hot dogs and popcorn, which was very un-CrossFit like. Um, but they had coffee, so that kind of made up for it for me. They're and, probably like the slowest <laughs> food sales of that entire venue's history because no one wants to eat it. <laughs> they well, were <I> like <laughs> yeah, looking was, for we're looking for keto and paleo options, and there were definitely none of that. Well, somebody was giving away these this paleo popcorn that was it was not good, but I had like three bags of it because it was the only choice I had while I was walking around there and. <laughs> It was gross, but the the people I was with, there was a girl in the group, and she mm-hmm. saw your booth, and she's like, "Oh my god, the chesty!" And I'm like, "What the hell's the chesty?" And so she <laughs> gave me the full rundown, way more than I needed to know about sports bras at the time. Um, I'm not and, gonna lie. I love this chick. I don't know who she is, but I love her. <laughs> well, I love that she gave the whole spiel. Yeah, she did. I got the full story, and uh, so I thought, well, you know, and so I just kind of filed it away in the back of my head. Well, then at some point. I ran into one of your friends, I think it posted something on Instagram and because I kind of stalk everybody always looking for content. I just sure. followed all of you because the posts were really interesting. And then you guys reached out to me. And so, um, yeah, I'm really appreciative you guys are on so we can talk about what you guys are doing for the community. So thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks for having us. And actually <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of sad that Jen is not able to join us. So Jen is the one who reached out to you uh rumble bum as many people on instagram <laughs> know her um she actually handles customer service customer care and uh a lot of the social media basically she's like anytime you're dming us you're talking to jen um and she had something come up today so she wasn't able to join us but um yeah that's that's how that's how we all got connected so, well, thank you. you. You all have great Instagram ha- handles, by the way. Yours is Butter and Biscuits, <laughs> which I love. Uh, how, how did you come up with that Instagram handle? Because I'm a Southerner and I'm a big biscuit fan. So how did you come up with that one? <laughs> it, there's no like crazy glamorous story. My, you know, my last name is Biscuity, and in middle school and high school, growing up, people would actually call me Biscuit. Um, so I also like to eat biscuits. Biscuits are better with butter. Boom, done. I was probably hungry the day I created my Instagram. <laughs> <account>. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so let's <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about your company. So I, you know, I think it's a really unique product. I mean, obviously, there's um, you know, women's apparel is is huge in fitness, and then sports mm-hmm. bras, you know, even you know as much so. How did you come up with this idea for for what you're doing? Uh, well, like most ideas, it came out of need. Um, I had been competing for years as a CrossFit athlete before I started doing almost exclusively Olympic weightlifting, but really I was competing in a competition. Actually, it was the first year of Wadapalooza, 
So I've been involved in that event. I'm local, right? I'm based in South Florida, so it's no big deal to go down to Miami for that event. Um, and the workout was just, it was a 20-minute AMRAP of shoulder to overhead at body weight, which absolutely just crushed my body. <laughs> All the barbells, like most competitions, were brand new. So the knurling on the barbell was like a cheese grater to my skin. And I, I took that barbell off the rack. I touched it to my skin, and I immediately re-racked it. I said to my judge, it's just going to be, just give me one second. And she was like, we're here for you. This is your time. <laughs> no big deal. The clock's running. I take my shirt off, and then I stuffed it into the straps of my sports bra to create kind of like a barrier between the barbell, where the barbell was landing, and my skin. And that was kind of my aha moment because – in that workout, while it was good, it obviously wasn't great. That was the weekend competition. The following day, on Monday, I went into the gym. I had a pair of knee sleeves that we all use for, like, compression knee sleeves for squatting. I cut it in half, and I sewed it into a rash guard. So I live in South Florida, so a lot of us surf. I sewed it into a rash guard because it was, like, the tightest fitting shirt that I could find. And that was my first prototype. <laughs> that was... That was like seven and a half years ago. Wow. Yeah, it's funny. I, it's amazing how many stories I hear like this that just come out of necessity from people doing a wad and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, their their hands are bleeding and they come up with an idea for wraps or, or whatever. Right. So this, but this is really, really unique. So how did you move from, you know, sewing this into a rash guard to actually get it into production and, and selling it? Right. I had a lot of help. And, and initially, you know, it wasn't my idea. Initially, it wasn't a thing like it wasn't a thought that I had where I'm going to create a product and a business and this is what I'm going to be doing with my life because at the time I was in public relations working um, for Bloomingdale's and so I, <laughs> I actually utilized a lot of the contacts that I had through working in the fashion industry to create some of the initial samples and prototypes. I really didn't know anything about manufacturing. Um, you know, I, I didn't know that you needed a technical package or a spec tech to create garments. I had no idea what an RN number is. That's the number that's printed on the tag that's attached to all of your clothing. <laughs> there was just so much that I didn't know, but I just kept asking. And, you know, much like dating, you have to get through it. You have to kiss a lot of toads before you find your print. <laughs> the amount of people that I worked with, um, is honestly astronomical. I, I have a lot of NDAs floating around out there. <laughs> but I just, you know, I went from working with our local seamstresses that were, you know, in their free time, make, literally sewing fabric that I brought to them with thread that I brought to them with padding, which, of course, has gone from, like, basically something that looks like a cotton swab to EVA, which is, a little bit better in terms of protection, but really feels like cardboard in a sports bra, to now what we have, which is like grade A scuba diving gear material, and that's neoprene, and that's what we make the guards out of now, but it's just been a comedy of errors and making more mistakes than making right moves, but the right moves that we made were enough to really move the dial, and you know, I, I hear all the time, especially when we're talking to someone about the product for the first time and they say things like, oh, my gosh, this is genius. 
And, and honestly, I'm here to tell you, it's not genius. It's just pure grit and never giving up on a product or an idea. That's all it is. A lot of people, I'm sure, have had this idea. They just ultimately didn't do anything with it. Yeah, well, it's a great idea. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've been CrossFitting for nine years now, and um, I can't, I just think of the hundreds of times I've heard, you know, men and women complain about that. If you yeah. can make one for men, I'd be really appreciative. But, uh, okay, but uh, well, you know, on the women's <laughs> side, you know, I, I've heard women for years complain about this. So this is, you know, the, the barbell is sure. a serious issue. And, you know, sure. there's constant kind of running jokes uh, going around the gym of the bruises that come from, you know, the barbell. So it's really an amazing idea. Thanks. Well, you know, we, we ended up just, you know, bringing it to fruition. But you mentioned having a men's uh, top. So this is really kind of like a funny story that's still kind of in play. Um, I am friends with uh, a girl who at the time was on Rich's team at Mayhem. And she called me one day and said, <laughs> Rich is in the other room working out in my chesty. <laughs> like... I was like, I don't believe you. She sent me a video. <laughs> he was he was in a chessy doing front squats off the blocks. And it was, of course, his, like, third or fourth workout for the day. Long story short, we ended up prototyping a men's top for him. Um, we, <laughs> we haven't really gotten fat past that because one of the things I said to him, I said, in all, with all due respect, like, I've never really seen you wearing a shirt. <laughs> like, like, do you wear shirts <laughs> in the gym? So uh, more, just stay tuned on that. But the point being, John, I actually have some samples. And if you give me your dress, I will send them over to you. And you can work out with the male version of a trustee if you would well, like. Well, I'd also like to throw it out there. You know, I run a meme page, right? So we'll discuss how much <laughs> money it's going to take for you to give me the video of Rich Froning in a, in a sports bra. This could be comedy gold. It could really be comedy gold. I'm not the girl. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I'll, I'll try. I mean, look, I think this is a serious issue for men and for women. You know, it's, it was interesting. I was telling people I was having you on the, on the show and, and they're like, how are you going to talk about sports bras for 30 minutes? And I'm like, look, I can make it happen. But I, I'm confident <laughs> that, that uh, men would wear this, this product. I mean, I have plenty of workouts where I leave and, you know, my collarbones are just abused from slamming the barbell into it. And, and I don't throw around much weight. So imagine the guys, the real weight around. Sure. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, yeah, of course, it's a sports bra product. And do I expect you to be speaking on the type of fit or the cup size? No. Um, <laughs> that, but, at, but at the end of the day, business is just people. It's connecting people. It's connecting ideas. You know, we were talking a little earlier. It's, it's October and it's Women's Small Business Month. And so a lot of the public speaking that I've been doing is surrounding um, how do we create an equal playing field for women in business? Um, you know, how do we get the women's, women's products and women's companies out there more? How do we give women a voice? And I think that what you're doing by having um, not only by having a co-host now who's female, which is awesome, but also bringing, you know, female onto the show and and hopefully female athletes onto your your podcast is just like all you have to do to support that movement is to share her story whoever that is well i, I think I, that's 
I appreciate that. I think we have to do more. I would circle back to something you said. I do know cup sizes. I'm an A for the record. <laughs> okay. Rich is clearly a C or a D. There's no doubt in my mind. I've I've seen him with his shirt <laughs> off more than once. Uh, so make sure yeah. you make him make make him a bigger one than you're going to make me. But uh, okay, you know, noted. To your point, you know, around uh, you know women having a voice and and mm-hmm. you know Small Business Month. I mean, I'm, obviously, you guys are in contact with. I'm sure hundreds, you know, thousands of women in, in CrossFit, do you guys, you know, what kind of obligation do you feel to them to continue to push this forward and to, to help them, you know, maybe have a bigger space in this fitness community? I mean, I personally have a very, very strong connection to what my mission is um, as an individual, as well as what my company mission is. But in general, I have a very, very strong passion for sharing women's, uh, I guess, progression, making sure that we are seen, we are heard, and that we're seen as equals. And so I want to be very clear that I'm not this, like, uh, very far-reaching feminist. I do love, you know, equality, and I'll always speak about that, but I'm also not a man-hater. So just so we're clear. <laughs> we'll be either. So we have that in common. So that's good. Okay, great. Look at that. We're already ticking all these boxes of things we have in common. But I do I do think that it's important to to celebrate women's accomplishments in general. And the, uh, the way that I found the, I guess, the best way to do that is to just simply share data. Um, I also serve as a mentor for um, women in executive leadership at our local university. It's Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton, and the the entire premise of this six-month program is to even the playing field with women in business because while 52% of small businesses are female-owned, or excuse me, are female-run, only 5% of CEOs are women. So 52% of small businesses, of, of commerce is small business, but out of that, 5% of them are women. That's a really small number. So what do you think we can do to get more women involved in, in you know, I would call it the leadership in CrossFit, although CrossFit HQ has plenty or has, has a large number of females in the leadership. Um, yeah. But just like in CrossFit in general, when I look around and I look at other podcasts and, you know, kind of the new shows and, you know, the people get it putting out the content, you know, I don't feel like there's enough, you know, strong women. Uh, there's, you know, you've got uh, Brooke Ence is out there and she does great. And there's Joy and Claire have an amazing podcast. And they're awesome. And, yeah, and, yeah. And Julie Fouché has a great one. But then outside of that, yeah. that that's kind of it <laughs> or it feels like it. You know, what are some things you think we could do that can could prop that up and and make it grow faster. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think there's a lot of different things at play here. Um, As a woman, I will say that it is a very fine line between utilizing your femininity and then being seen or felt as you're being objectified. So I've always felt that it's like really important to be clear on what your personal statement is. You know, a lot of these younger athletes getting into the sport, I saw this, you know, even five years ago, um, because the sport of CrossFit is kind of like the wild, wild west in that it's not really run like other professional sports where you have managers who have to take actual certification, not just like go online and print a business card that says you're a manager and then because you're friends with said athlete, now you're like 
capable of managing them and their career. So I think that it really needs to be broken down. The system needs to be broken down and really identified and clarified in that what is the athlete's role, who has managers, when the when you do have a manager, what is their responsibility morally, ethically, financially to these athletes? Um, I think that's something that's really missing and it's not part of more conversations. And the reason I thought of that is because when I first started getting into CrossFit, which by the way, I'm going to show my age here, but I've been CrossFitting since 2009. <laughs> so that's a long ass time. <laughs> and I am doing the open. I've done the open every year, but going back to your question, what can we do? I think that it comes back to, uh, training, education, you know, a lot of women just in general in business aren't in certain fields just because it wasn't popular to be in those fields. So we have to look at what percentage of women are participating in CrossFit as a sport, which it's actually pretty even. Do, does your data that you kind of, through your research, do you find that to be true as well? Yeah, for the most part, um, you know, it feels like there's a few more men than women overall. I mean, when I look at you know my my followership, for instance, uh, is starting to level out, but you know, it it started heavy on men, which tells me there's more men than women for the most part. Right. So, so what we can do is we can start with the existing leadership, and and not not just women celebrating other women, but men celebrating strong women too. I I think that that's important because the men have a very heard voice. They have very visible profiles and you don't have enough men speaking out for women because candidly that, you know, they have their own agendas and that's fine, right? Like there's so much that happens in an individual course as they're growing up, especially in their twenties, thirties, and forties. But I do think that, um, that men have a very, um, present voice in our space and that they could be doing something about it. I am going to tell you about one of the most upsetting things that I've ever seen in CrossFit. They did fix it pretty quickly, but um, did you ever go, did you go in 2012 or 13 out when the, the last couple of years that the games were in uh, Del Mar? Uh, or, no. I mean, Carson, in Carson? No, I was never in Carson. Okay. So I was like one of those fanatics that bought the ticket, flew to California, like wore all my CrossFit gear just to spectate. Like that was me. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the stands. Of course, we like finagle our way down to, to watch, you know, the final heat. And in the Coliseum, they're running a CrossFit advertisement because this was when it was, I think, on ESPN3. Obviously, they've gotten a lot more coverage since then but they were running an advertisement and what you see in the ad is a woman a woman you know in a sports bra and booty shorts and she's sweaty and she's doing all these movements and the text about the movements was crossfit turning sevens into tens i remember that actually i have never been so like humiliated and upset and angry all at once in my life than watching that. And that wasn't even someone that I knew, but it was just like, it really just, I remember that affecting me so much that I, I barely could sleep that night. And, and I remember also hearing booze from the crowd 
and when and and when you're in the Coliseum, like or in that stadium, you know, it just whether it's rah rah or booing, it just echoes and it builds and it builds, and I couldn't get that sound out of my head for days. I mean, that really impacted my thoughts on just women in general in the sport and also the leadership. So, so taking that experience and obviously I'm not criticizing them. They have made a lot of improvements. They've made a lot of changes in general, right? As far as their leadership and what they're doing to promote the sport. Um, But going back to the initial statement, which is I think that people in leadership positions, whether they're women or men, they if they have a position of power, they need to use it, and they can really affect and impact how many more women are being added to uh, to the leadership. Um, you know, I don't know a lot of them personally, but um, I've had an opportunity to speak to a lot of the, I guess, better better known athletes, games athletes, and they're just all in all great people. They're just living their lives. <laughs> so it's it's kind of a big ask. To, to ask them to start sharing stories of other women, but it needs to be kind of like a cultural change. And, and to be honest with you, John, I don't really know if that's the direction that, that the space even wants to go in. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's not my decision. It's not your decision. Well, I don't think it's uh, the direction that, you know, Greg is doing. And, you know, to their credit, you know, I've been around since 2011, so not quite as long as you, but I've seen a lot of stuff. And in the early days of CrossFit, I'm sure you'll remember a lot of the ads you know, the, and the, even the, the stuff that would go out on Instagram and Facebook would literally be photos as close in as they could get on the booty shorts as possible. Like they were, <laughs> they were clearly trying to be sexually suggestive and, right, you know, right. to Greg's credit, I think they've squashed that completely. Like you really don't see any of that advertising anymore. They, they make sure that the men and the women are paid exactly the same at the games. There's no order right. in which they go that gives preferential treatment over one over the other. So I think HQ tries to to exhibit that equality. Um, and they're, to my knowledge, they're the only professional sport that does that. You know, I mean, you look at like the NBA, for right. instance, and the WNBA, they're wildly paid differently. Totally. And we just had that whole controversy over the women, U.S. women's soccer team. Of course, I, I completely agree with you there. Um, but we're also not talking about the same kind of numbers either yet. Hopefully we will grow to yeah. larger numbers. Yeah, maybe at some point, you know, I just, I would really like to see, uh, you know, whether it's HQ or whoever really encourage people to have a larger voice uh, over the course of the year. Like right now would have been a great time during small business month um, to do that. Or even when something is, is seen as, uh, you know, questionable, it needs to get called out. I'll give you an example of something that happened to me a year ago. I'm actually kind of excited about this and we'll share the story. So a year ago, a follower sent me a, a picture and she said, Hey, this was from a competition we had last weekend. Would you use it? And it was a picture of two podium winners, the men and the women, separate podiums, teams, teams of two. And the men were holding a check that said RX winners, thousand dollars. The women were holding a check that said RX winners, $500. And so I, so I asked a couple of questions. I'm like, you know, were you guys competing on the same day? Is it the same event? Were people paying to get in? And they said, yes. And so I took the two photos, put them side by side, and just did a simple meme that just said uh, CrossFit competition circa 1948 colorized. That's all it said. Wow. And I, and I actually blacked out the people's faces because I didn't know any of the people in the photo. And whoever ran the competition 
blew me up. Like I, there were like a thousand comments, people just fighting and, and, you know, on a meme page, you need people to fight. So that kind of worked out in my favor. Well, I got, a, I got a message a couple of days ago uh, from a kid who went to the competition this year and he sent me two photos, men and women, and they're both holding checks for a thousand dollars. Yes. I'm giving you a virtual high five. <laughs> well, I was really I excited. Love- so I sent it back to somebody. I'm like, look at me creating social change. You know, it was, but you know, and I, well, I, I'll take, I'll take a little credit for that. I, you know, I think it's more, you know, just shining a light on the things and letting people talk about it and decide, yep. you know, what's right and what's wrong. And, and when it comes to women in the sport, you know, making sure that they're being treated like men, like we're not focusing on the booty shorts. And in your case, you've got the sports bra, which, you know, kind of right. takes me back to your product. Like, I think as I was looking over your website and looking at your Instagram page, you guys do an exceptional job of promoting your product with no sexualization at all, which I, which is terrific. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, how, how do you navigate that? Cause truthfully, it's a little, I think it's a little hard to do. It's very difficult. And actually um, I am very involved in, I basically, as the owner of the company, I obviously every owner of every business is going to wear a lot of hats, but one of the hats that I wear is creative director. And if I can drive or reasonably fly to our photo shoot, I will be there. Um, and, and it's for that reason. It's to ensure that our branding and our messaging is consistent with our mission, which is to celebrate strength in women, not to put them on a, put them in a space where we're over-sexualizing them. But it is hard just, just in general, just running a business. I mean, our, our Facebook account, (laughs) our Facebook account was hacked several months ago by Russians, by the way, I, I woke up to like all of these um, Facebook charges about our, um, an advertisement that was running for like weed killer or something like that. It all in Russian, of course. Um, anyway, so, so once we were able to secure our, our Facebook account and get that back, we had to start running fresh ads with, well, once we started doing that, um, it was very, very difficult to get the right type of photos uh, approved through Facebook because, you know, it's just bots that are going through all of these images. And if a certain percentage um, of the full body isn't there or if it's mostly torso or if it's basically mostly focused on the, the basically the breast area, <laughs> it's not getting approved. So 90% of our ads the first month when we were back were disapproved for being sexually explicit. And I'm like, you really can't see anything. Like maybe you can see a belly button here. <laughs> but I mean, from from a standpoint of just creating the content to even just you know fitting into the box, if you will, with bots to also fitting into other people's expectations about what female athletes are. Everyone has a different opinion, right? So all I can be responsible for is what my company puts out there. Um, we And then also the people who represent us. We have a national sales team. We have an amazing uh, local team in South Florida, Jen being one of them. And we all speak the same language. We might use different vernacular, but at the end of the day, we all feel the same way about what we're doing and our mission. We try not to take ourselves too seriously. Like we, we recognize that we're not curing cancer here. We sell sports bras 
and we try to have fun with it. But at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to empower women to feel great in their own skin and celebrate who they are. And we're making it fun and stylish to do that. Well, I think you're doing a great job with it. I mean, it's, you know, I, as a, as a guy, it's always kind of a weird space. Um, you know, I, have two, <laughs> I have two daughters. Um, and so I don't know if I have a unique perspective on this, but I'm, you know, I'm a protective dad like anybody else. And I want them sure. to, to be modest, but I also want them to live their lives and, and feel empowered yep. to do what they want to do. And so I, I try to apply that to my own page and apply that to, as I'm viewing other people's pages. And I, so I think it is weird for men sometimes when you'll, you know, the athletes that are representing your brand, for instance, on a Wednesday, it might be hump day. And then you get a lot of booty short shots. And then the, you know, on the very next day, you know, it's a more modest photo. And I think a lot of men don't know how to react. And I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, as we continue to have these conversations, you know, people will start to understand that, look, you don't need to comment on someone else's choice every time you see, see it, right? you know, right. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point. And, and I'd like to share with you, my business partner is my brother, you know, and as a male <laughs> in this very female dominated industry of sports bras, which is basically like selling lingerie, there are certain things that he wants to very much be a part of. And there are certain things that he very much does not want to be a part of. <laughs> you know, we've, we've, we've uh, gone through the whole like minutia of even having live events. We decided very early on that my brother, his name is Scott, that Scott was not allowed anywhere close to the fitting room. <laughs> That's a good, good call. Uh, right. You know, as soon as people needed help with sizing, he was going to switch the conversation back over, give the conversation over to one of our female sales associates. And basically, we ultimately ended up with, Scott, your role is to ring people up and to get us more inventory when we need it. <laughs> and that's, and that's his kind of role for live events. The next time we see you and have a booth at an event, he will be the guy standing in the aisle, greeting everyone and not looking at people's booths. <laughs> uh, you can tell Scott that uh, he can, he can bring me the men's chesty. I'm a a cup yeah. because <laughs> cro CrossFit has turned me from a seven to a seven and a half for whatever that's worth. <laughs> Good job, CrossFit. Good job, John. <laughs> well, listen, Nicole, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. I think it's been a really fun conversation. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, more people continue to hear about your product and see it out there. And, and it'll Thank help you. a lot of people. And I'm hopeful you guys have a product for me because I'm tired of beating my own chest up with the barbell. So <laughs> I'm going to get your address. I'm sending you a care package. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being on. We appreciate it. And uh, for everyone listening, we'll talk to you soon.